May all that I say and all that we think and hear and become be in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to speak to the first of those two readings. So uh, perhaps mum with the screen will just flip back and give us the page number. There it was, page 1121. And you may find it quite helpful to have the text available to you because I'm going to go through this verse by verse. While you're finding the page, Paul, Silas and Timothy are writing to the church of the Thessalonians. And it's always worth remembering that these letters were written to real people who will not have been much different from us, living in real places, places you can still go and visit today. So where would the church of the Thessalonians have been? In today's money, as it were. Have you ever been, any of you, to Thessaloniki? Ah, that man there has. Thessaloniki, it's on the Macedonian Greek coast. And it's not far from Belgrade, which is a capital city that you might have heard from. Anybody been to Belgrade? Yeah. Okay. So you can go there. And people were living there like we're living now. Being church. Moving in, finding their homes, setting up businesses, coming together on a Sunday morning. And because it was all very new, they probably too were building a church like you. Could have been Campbell. So Paul and Silas and Timothy, to the church of the Cambonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. So the first thing this passage is saying is grace and peace to you. Because God doesn't just send his grace and peace to these people here and not those people there. His love is for all of us. So he wants to give you grace. He wants to give you peace. How good is that? Particularly if Christmas is starting to get just a touch hectic. And Paul says, we always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. And I always get a buzz when I know I'm coming here. There's something about being church in a new place, about old ways of doing things and old barriers not being so important, about being open to what God is doing right now. And it's been absolutely marvellous to see this church go from people but no building at all to do you remember when we were there sticking our spades into a frozen soil out there, or trying to? And then up it goes, and we were here again when it was still just a shell for topping it out. And then we were here to launch it, and I've been back a couple of times since. I feel I'm part of the story with you too, and my heart bubbles with thanksgiving for you. and wondering what will come next. The way things are growing, we're soon going to have to knock out that wall and start going that way. If anybody has got £100,000, see me afterwards. We can spend it very usefully, can't we? So, Paul and Silas and Timothy are continually remembering before God the Father the work which the Thessalonians have done because of their faith. Their labour prompted by love and their endurance inspired by hope in Christ. And that might ring a few bells for you as you've worked hard 
to build this place. And so is this good news or bad news to you guys starting off now? Paul's thanking God for your faith and the faith you're going to have and hope and love. You think, cool. Then he starts mentioning work and labor and endurance. Good news or bad news? What do you think? We'll take a poll across. Is it good news or bad news for our candidates that there's going to be work, labor and endurance? Who thinks good news? Who thinks bad news? (laughs) You've got it coming to you. Why? Because we know that if we are not active in the Lord's service, then we go weak, flabby and flop and peg out. Just like any other form of life. Use it or lose it. And tonight, you start on active service. One of the things the Holy Spirit does is he gives you gifts. We call it a toolkit a moment ago. So that you can do what God is calling you to do. And that's different for each of us. And God needs every single bit of it. And I ask you, start thinking what you want to ask God for. Meanwhile, God's having his own thoughts. Because you might have thought, I'd like to do it my way. But the Lord's Prayer says, your will be done. I wonder what God's idea is of what you need to be given tonight. Because what he knows, he wants you to do. Prime Minister for anybody? Next vicar of Camborne? Bishop of Huntingdon? Girls included, probably by then? The world is going to need a lot of help. And I'm looking at them, but I'm looking at you too, aren't I? Because somebody once described... You know, a church meeting is a bit like, you know, one person driving a bus and everybody else sitting at the back complaining about why it was taking so long. Um, but it's not meant to be like that, is it? We're all actually on something that's like a multi-rider bicycle. And we will get where what God wants us to be only and if we all pedal hard. That's how it is. But we take confidence... Because if we're going to get a bit tired, God comes and gives us strength. Because this is his idea, and he will honour that. Though tonight, people come before God and say, yes, God, I choose you. In St. John's Gospel, we read, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Long before we thought of turning to God, it's as if, He'd seen us passing by and rather fancied what he saw. He fell in love with us before we even thought about him. And so he has chosen us in love. When we respond, we're just making sense of what God has already done. And when God comes and meets us in his love, these aren't empty words, I love you, bye. It says here that our gospel comes not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. God's love for us is unchanging and strong. And that theme of God 
coming to us first is one of our Advent themes. We've got the Advent wreath. There's some purple up here. I'm wearing purple. It's the season we call Advent, which means coming. The coming of the king. Roman emperors used to make an advent to a city. It was their official visit. And that's where all those verses about the roads being made straight in the Old Testament come from. Because when emperors visited, everybody got out and made the road straight and put the red carpet down to show the city off in its best light. We're getting ready for the coming of the king. Yes, in the baby Jesus. But yes, into our hearts now. And yes, one day at the end of time to sort it all out. And he comes, whether we like it or not. What will we say? Will the road be straight? Will the red carpet be out? Will our arms be open? You said yes. Many of you will have said yes. Maybe not all of you have said yes. And how uncomfortable will that feel? Because the world does make sense. It did have a beginning and a maker. And he's still interested and wants to help and come. What do you want to help us do most of all? Well, we're in verse 6 now. Paul says to the, the Thessalonians, you became imitators of us. And more important, imitators of the Lord. He wants us to live our lives the way he's shown us. Because he came and did it in Jesus. And if we can live like that, be imitators of him, have his life in us, then the world will be better, not just for us, but for absolutely everybody. Because that, what, that's what God wants. A better life, life in all its fullness, it says in the Bible, for everybody. That's a help to people, even if it says here, they are in severe suffering. And you may be or may know people who tonight are over at Adambrooks or Papua. There is nothing that is beyond the care of the love of God. No place where God cannot meet people and help them make the best and be the best that they can be. Well, there's a message to ring out in verse 8. There's a message that will set tongues talking. If people like you and me start to live lives like Jesus Christ. And that's the best gospel. I try and preach when I can. But the best preaching happens without words by who you are. And people notice. And then they too can start to find the life you have. Somebody once called it. One beggar showing another where the bread is. Today you are called into active service to live by Christ in faith, to live like Christ in word and deed, and to live for Christ, bearing fruit for him. It'll happen. Go for it. Amen.